Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning. Lord, just pray that, God, we need you. We need you more than we often realize that we need you, and we so often underestimate you and put you in a box. But, Lord, there are just so many ways that we fail and sin. Pray that your word would minister to our heart and soul today. Lord, thank you for your many blessings upon us, for just even the oxygen that we breathe. And Lord, just how you manifest yourself in so many ways. So Lord, help us. Help us to listen today. Help us to not be those who are hearing but never hearing. But in listening, actually listening, that we can apply it to our lives and walk away here meditating on your word as it says in Blessed is the man who meditates on your word. Help us, Lord, to do that. Because I know myself how easy it is to get sidetracked by the things of this world. So help us, Lord, to be an encouragement to one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 1 John. We're going to be in 1 John later with Ronaldo, continuing in the book, but I'm going to bring us back a few chapters to chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim we have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son purifies us from all sin. Walking in the darkness doesn't necessarily mean that one is living in some form of real bad sin that we tend to label. A few weeks ago, I reminded us of what it takes to be ungodly. And if you recall, what does it take to be ungodly? Does it take some of these real bad, heinous sins? No, it's really just living without any thought or regard for your life. It's just doing your thing. Even though your thing may not be in and of itself, Sinful. Listen to what Jerry Bridges lists in his book called Respectable Sins. Just listen to some of the things that we as Christians sometimes consider to be respectable sins. I just mentioned ungodliness, anxiety, frustration, discontentment, unthankfulness, pride, selfishness, lack of self-control, impatience, irritability, anger, weeds of anger, judgmentalism, envy, jealousy, sins of the tongue, worldliness. If you haven't read that book, I'd encourage you. It's a good book. 
But I'd be willing to say that every one of us has one or more of these in some form or fashion in our lives every day. And you realize that this hinders our fellowship with the Lord. I know we all sin every day. But the question is, what do you do about it? Do you ignore it? Do you think, oh, that wasn't so bad? Could have been worse. Or do you actually seek the Lord to restore your fellowship with him? Last week, Eric reminded us about fellowship with the Lord through prayer. But I asked, do you seek his word to remind you of truth and renew your mind? And let me ask you this, a lot of questions today. Is your time with the Lord through his word and prayer a relationship of fellowship, or is it just a checklist? Is it just a checklist that, well, I I had my devotions, I spent my 10 minutes in prayer, I, I reached and patted myself on the back because I accomplished those things. Was I really engaged, or was I just going through the motions? Please stand for our first two songs. You know, God knows you. God knows me. There's nothing hidden from his sight. In prayer, do you confess your sin and repent? Do you truly have a change of mind? Or do you just let it go, thinking God understands I sin and I'm saved? Besides, isn't God patient? Isn't God long-suffering and forgiving? Yes, yes, and yes. But you know, that's no excuse to excuse our sin. Is this how we handle relationship with others? These verses do talk about our fellowship with God and one another. It says, That uh, if we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, he's in the light. We have fellowship with one another. Do you admit when you're wrong? Do you apologize and ask forgiveness? Do you expect that from others? Especially other professing believers. And yet, not do it yourself. Living hypocritically. Your expectations of others are higher than your own self. You see, sin hinders our fellowship with God and with others. Therefore, how does your fellowship with the Lord or your lack of fellowship affect your friendships and fellowship with others? What about your family? Does your lack of fellowship affect your family? How about with your spouse? Are you helping? Are you helping another person's fellowship with Christ? Are you encouraging them, as the word says, so we're not hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, reminding each other and spurring one another on towards love and good deeds? Or are we hindering that other person's fellowship? Or maybe we're just indifferent. Oh, that's their life. Your fellowship with the Lord does affect have its effects on other people. Your walk with the Lord isn't just about you. 
Developing your fellowship with the Lord comes through time in his word, time in prayer, time with other believers. You see, you build relationships by spending time together. Attentive time together. Not just time, but attentive time. When you're in church or other studies, are you actually engaged in listening? So you can apply it to your life. Or is it more like hearing the adults on the Charlie Brown shows? Therefore, does your time of fellowship with the Lord cause you to truly examine yourself, your thoughts, your words, your deeds, your actions? Scripture reminds us to not be hearers only. So I conclude to just say, spend attentive serious time with the Lord. Let him shine his light into your life so that you are becoming more and more conformed to the image of Christ and you are being that loving ambassador for Christ in your home, in your community, to all people as your fellowship with Christ really reflects in your life towards other people. You know, when John saw saw the Lord in Revelation, what'd he do? He fell at his feet as though dead. Do you think that our relationship with Christ is just high five, buddy? This is a deep reverence. This takes a devotion unto him. This takes encouraging one another. But yet, what did Christ do? He put his hand on him and said, Fear not, it's I. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, I'm the first and the last, and I have the keys to death and Hades. He gave him comfort, gave him comfort. And that's what we need to do to one another, love one another, comfort one another, and all that is reflected in our fellowship with Christ.